and welcome to another episode of the In Between Podcast. Let's go ahead and get this thing started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the In Between Podcast with your host as always, Kyle McLemore. Thank you so much for tuning in and you know before we get started on the pod make sure you hit that like and subscribe because nothing keeps us going here like your support so without your support we don't die so make sure you hit that like and subscribe much appreciated how are you i'm doing well thanks for asking and thanks for stopping by for another episode what do you guys want to talk about this week I kind of want to talk about a few movies that I've seen that I'm not going to review because one came out too long ago. It's been too long already. And two, I know I've said it before, but whenever there's a movie that's like very average, it's tough to make a review about it. Like if it sucks, it's like, yeah, I could talk all day about how terrible it is. And if it's awesome, I could also talk all day about how great it is, but if it's, like, right in the middle, it's very difficult, like, how often, like, how many times can I just say, like, yeah, it was, it was fine, it was all right, not great, not bad, right in the middle, so let's talk about some of these right in the middle movies, starting with Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, uh, which, in hindsight, I, I, should have reviewed it. I need to start just reviewing no matter what. You know what's weird is it? It's the same exact process every single time. No matter what movie, no matter <laughs> how I feel about it, it's the same exact feeling that when I start every single time is like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to do this review. This review is going to go terribly. And until I actually like, just like, fuck it, just do it. Like until I start doing it, then the flow kind of comes. But Every single time, it's just like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do a review on this? But I saw Chevalier. Chevalier. Um, the story of, ah, man, what was his name? John Baloney or something? Which was kind of a... Ah, it is a very, very interesting true story. But then it's also like, they have so little records of this dude that it's like, how much of it is true, but it's also fascinating. Let me see if I can look up his real name. Because I know it was like baloney. It was definitely baloney. Which was a bummer. They don't say it like baloney, like the way we Americans do. It was like Bologna. Yeah, Joseph Bologna. It was a real person. Joseph Bologna was a real Chevalier under the Queen Elizabeth, or no, the Marie Antoinette era. Yeah, he was like, I don't know what a Chevalier is. Because they were using it as like a title. What is a Chevalier? It's a French title. Yeah, thanks. Oh, okay, here we go. French title, originally equivalent to the English knight. All right, so it's kind of like being knighted. I name you Chevalier. It was okay. It was interesting. Very interesting that there was, like, you know, this 
African-American dude who was, like, rotting the fucking violin and rotting his Chevalier title and rotting white ladies in France. Uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, a very, very fascinating story, but it's just unfortunate. The, uh, I think they said, what did they say at the end? It's like, yeah, he did all this cool stuff, and then at the end, Napoleon took over and, like, reinstated slavery, so, like, everything got wiped out, and it's like, gee, thanks, Napoleon, you tiny dick. Um, but it was interesting, it was cool. Fantastic music, as you can expect, just fucking, just fucking sawing that thing in half, and there was a part where it's like, you ever see a movie where... You have to, like, really... I had to... Okay, maybe not everybody does this, but there's a scene where it... Personally, to me, I found to be hilarious, and I had to, like, bite my tongue really hard to not just burst out laughing because I knew it would totally kill the vibe of the theater. When I saw Chevalier, it was not necessarily, like, a full theater. It was, like, me and, like, maybe six other people. And they were also, like, older people. And it was like, let me tell you the scene. So it's like, uh, Joseph Bologna. Joseph, old Joey Bologna. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's like, uh, ah, man, if only his last name wasn't Bologna. Because it's like, Bologna? No, Joey, but that's funny, dude. Joey Bologna, uh, the Chevalier. <laughs> Joseph Bologna, a.k.a. Old Joey Bologna. <laughs> anyway, there's a part where uh, he's, like, bonding with this girl, and they're telling each other, like, oh, you know, I, I was ripped away from my mom and sold by to this dude, and my life was kind of rough. And she's like, yeah, let me tell you my stuff. I, uh, I love my mom. She was my best friend. She died, and my dad didn't even wait a month before remarrying my my music teacher <laughs> and dude i was so i had to like just <laughs> dude, it was so hilarious to think just the way that she's just like ah, i love my mom so much she was legit my best friend she died and my dad remarried like a week later <laughs> uh, i had to <laughs> like i had to really stuff my face like not to laugh because uh I think it would have been a, a bit inappropriate. Um, but yeah, there's a, overall, it was like, you know, overall, it was, it was fine. I'd say the music was like definitely the highlight on that one. And then the other movie I saw that was sort of also very like in the middle of the road was Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, which I find fascinating, like on an endless scale because it's like it's bottling i can't get it out of my brain as to why it's called guy Ritchie's the covenant like i understand that he's the director i understand that he also kind of wrote it and he's like maybe that's why because he's like directing writing producing maybe that's why he's like this is mine this is mine guy Ritchie's the covenant which is so strange because it's like he's got a lot of other movies that he's like really well known for what's the first thing that comes to mind with guy Ritchie? you gotta say snatch right snatch lot stock and two smoking barrels i mean even like sherlock holmes dude sherlock holmes and it's not Guy Ritchie's Snatch. It's not Guy Ritchie's Lot Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. It's not even Guy Ritchie's 
Sherlock Holmes. He also directed Aladdin, Guy Ritchie's Aladdin. Never has he claimed a movie like this, but it's Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. And it's just, like, fascinating because it also has nothing to do with, like, I don't know. If you were going to claim it that hard, like, maybe it would be more his style or maybe, like, have more of his signature on it. But, like, that's the other thing that's fascinating is it is so not his typical genre of movie. And it is so not his typical style. Like, Guy Ritchie has a very unique and very recognizable style. You watch Snatch, and it's like, that is Guy Ritchie's signature. Like, it, the way that it just, like, you know, bow, and it, like, zooms in, and, like, oh, has their name, and it's, like, a crazy font and color, and it's like, oh, here's what we're gonna do. It's gonna be a robbery, and we're gonna get Johnson and Freddy and old Mitty the Tooth. All these weird nicknames, and they're always doing a heist, and it's like, even that, even with Sherlock Holmes, it has that, that style that, like, always, like, you know, that flowing British lingo that's always flying around and, like, really quick dialogue and everybody's, like, quick and quippy and, like, everybody's uh, always steaming and, like, I don't know. And then you just, like, bam, cut it over to The Covenant where it's, like, a very, like, serious, like, war Afghanistan movie, like, also modern, too. And it's, like, I kept expecting... Because they, like, do a little introductory scene at the beginning where it's like, Oi! <laughs> I kept waiting for it to be very snatched light. Be like, hey, is Mickey the gun? And it's like, Oi! And it's like, you know, Oh, hey, there's Tommy the knife. Like, you know, stuff like that. But it was like... But it was more like, I don't know, just like American and kind of plain. And it's like, hey, there's... <laughs> Johnny two times over there, and it's just like, you know what was the other thing that was bothering me too, is it it has really boring, like, font, like, really boring font and, like, lettering and, like, which is also crazy, like, out of the ordinary for Guy Ritchie, because he usually has, like, a whoosh, like, really awesome uh, fonts and graphics, but this was, like, exceptionally plain and, like, really lame graphics uh, that, like, dude, like, I could get better graphics and fonts on my stupid, like, Adobe Premiere over here. Like, you're telling me, and this is a movie that you're slapping your name across the title, and you're not at least going to have some dope, like, graphics? Guy Ritchie, what is going on? Like, it felt really weirdly low budget and, like, last minute. Like, they were like, ah, fuck, we should have, we should have graphics. Like, just, yeah, just type it on there. Man, <laughs> good enough, man. Like, it was weirdly weirdly cheap and just felt like last minute um but having said that it is a pretty good movie um guy Ritchie, it's so strange it's just not his typical thing but anyway it's like a pretty good movie um and the reason it's pretty good is because jake gyllenhaal is fucking awesome in whatever he does you know what's the best part about jake gyllenhaal is it that dude commits that dude goes all in on like whatever role he's in he's going 100 percent, and it's like you believe it 100 percent. and he is intense as fucking hell in this movie he is so intense there's a part <laughs> there's a part he's like talking to the chief or whatever like hey man let me go pick up the guy like that we left behind and he's like 
you don't understand. There's a hook in me that you can't see, but it's there. Like, and he's like, I can't sleep at night, man. Like, uh, he's so intense, but like in a really great way. Like, it's really great and fun to watch. And uh, you know who else is amazing in it? Let me see if I can get his name right. Uh, Dar Salim? Salem? Dar Salim. The guy who plays like the interpreter in the movie is amazing. He, like, his best parts are like when he's not even like, doesn't even have a line. Like, a lot of his stuff is like, like ocular acting and like just like face acting. And like, there's a part at the end when it looks like, you know, it's the all is lost moment and, you know, all hope is faded and like we're about to like, oh, everybody's out of ammo. And there's just this great moment where Jake Gyllenhaal just looks over at the interpreter guy and he's just like out of ammo and he's just like, Hey man, like, just, he expresses so much of just like, hey man, like, we tried, hey, nobody can say we definitely didn't try, like, hey, we gave it a good run, bro, uh, so good, uh, amazing non-vocal acting, uh, really, really great, and you know who the, uh, unsung hero of that movie is, actually, the, the, the one who really shines in that movie, not so much Jake Gyllenhaal as much as Jake Gyllenhaal's like hair and facial hair. Like, dude, it was like so ridiculously like perfect throughout the entire movie that it's like honestly a little bit distracting. It's like you're like he's even when he's like like dirty and injured and getting dragged across Afghanistan, like he pulls off the blanket and still it's like perfectly cut beard and like amazing stylized hair. It's like, bro, is this a fucking Rogaine commercial or is this like a real war movie? Like am I watching like a low key like commercial for like men's hair or whatever like because your beard looks amazing and so does your hair up top it looks phenomenal get me on whatever program you're on because that hair follicle growth is next level jay gyllenhaal Uh, yeah but like it's just even still i'm still like just endlessly fascinated by the boom guy richie's the covenant like this is so mine not Snatch, you know, still blows my mind that he made Aladdin, and I think there's a sequel in the work. So we got that to look forward to. Um, but yeah, it's it's tough with movies like that where it's just very kind of average. I think I would have done a review on Covenant. But it's been too long now. It's just, you know, it's already faded into time. No going back now. Getting too far in the past. But yeah, what else is new with you guys? Did you guys ever, uh, I had a moment the other day where like, I was so, so enwrapped in just like pure white hot rage. And I had to like snap out of it when I realized that it's like an insane thing to be like blinded by fury by. And do you know what it was? It was a fucking fly, dude. It was a, this fat little stupid fly that flew into my car. And you know what's even more impressive? The level of like, like it can't, 
it has to be like purposely done. It's it's so uh, egotistical to think that like this thing was like out to get me, but still, it seems insane. Because like I had the I didn't even have the windows open. They were like cracked, like just barely cracked, just to have like a little bit of airflow. And it wasn't even like all my windows. It was like just my window on the side. And this ace pilot of a fly fucking saw that crack and was just like stay on target and just fucking did like an insane barrel roll to like get through that little tiny crack and was just like yeah we did it boys and then just refused to find a goddamn exit on my car like i rolled all my windows down and it just fucking bam 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 was just fucking bouncing off of every surface and the whole time like i'm trying to drive and i'm like trying to wave it wave it out and it's just like huh like all over the windshield dude and i'm just like getting madder and madder just like go go out anywhere out there's so much space to just go out dude and just like what 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 over here i got so mad dude i was like you know what i'm gonna drive my car into a fucking wall right now i'm gonna fucking send this car flying off the freeway off a cliff off of something and just risk it all to be like fuck you fly just like oh cause a huge pile up on the freeway and like the officer like what the hell happened officer you have to understand there was a fly in my uh, son stop right there let him go boys he's good <laughs> there was a fly in the car he had no choice go before the judge your honor your honor i had all the windows down case dismissed boom he had no choice but yeah dude i was so just like, oh my god, I was like, oh, just fucking oh, fly into a wall just to have the satisfaction of murdering this fly. Sometimes I think that they just like, they just want to die and like that's why they're so irritatingly just like always like in your face and just like, kill me, kill me, kill me, kill me, please, I want to die. Uh, man, but yeah, I was so close to vehicular bug slaughter. Uh, it was insane. I had to really snap out of it and be like, what am, I, what am I doing? This is crazy to be this mad about this mindless insect that just happened to fly in here. Um, man, yeah. Got to work on anger issues, I guess. Uh, but then also um, went to... Las Vegas recently. And I got bullied, dude. I got bullied on the strip. Uh when was the last time you guys got bullied? I got I got straight up bu- 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 bullied. Got my lunch money taken and my underwear pulled up. No, I'm kidding. But I did get really like verbally bullied uh to the point to where it was like for the rest of the trip, I was like, anytime I'd see these people, I was like Look away and like, don't even, just look at the ground. Don't even look, don't even make eye contact. Yeah, I got some real, some real troublemakers on the strip. And you know who it was? It's those, it's those crazy showgirls, dude. Those crazy giant feather waving bikini walking showgirls. 
bullied the hell out of me and like really sent me back to like freshman year in the hallways of high school. We're walking down the strip and it's like, it's always, you know, it's always like, you're just constantly being like accosted by like, hey, you want a picture? Hey, you want this? Hey, look at my card. Hey, hey, hey. Or you ever see those guys that walk by like, coke, 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 weed, coke, 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 coke. Coke, coke, you guys are coke, coke, coke. I love that guy. He's my favorite. Just because it's like, it's so rare in my day-to-day life to be offered cocaine. So then to have somebody just like walking by like, coke, 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 is, I don't know. It's just so funny and funny to me. It's just so out of the ordinary. Um, But yeah, so we're walking down the strip and it's just like, you know, it's always like, ah, money, money, money. Hey, you want this? You want this? Hey, you want to take your trip? You want to go here? And it's like, no, I just want to walk down the strip and get drunk. And so, yeah, we're walking. They're just like, hey, hey, you guys want a picture? With their giant fucking feathers smacking people as they walk. <laughs> hey, you guys want to? No, they didn't ask for a picture. They asked if we wanted to do a shot. Like, hey, you guys want to do a shot? Come on, it's Vegas. And so, like, in a flash, it's like all those calculations in my mind. It's like, all right, so you want me to pay for your stupid picture, how much is that going to be? And then I got to pay for all these, like, shots for you. And I think, like, two other ones were walking up, too, and they're like, yeah, let's do shots. I'm like, they want to do shots, and then I got to buy it for myself, too, and all these numbers and calculations, and it's like, none of this is going to be worth it at all, and I don't want to do it anyway. (laughs) And so we're just like, no, 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 that's okay, see you, okay, no, thank you, bye-bye, and we're just walking by. And they're just like, these dudes don't want to do shots with us. And they're like talking to the other showgirls that are walking up. And they're like, they don't want to do shots with us. Ew, boo. And it's like, what the hell? And then like as we're watching, they're just like, boo, these men, boo. And then they're all just like, boo. And it's like, it turns into like a mob mentality of like, boo, these men. And then all of a sudden, it's like Game of Thrones walking down the strip. And everyone's just like, shame, shame. They didn't want to do shots with the show, girls. Shame. Don't you know this is Vegas? You've shamed our city. (laughs) Throwing tomatoes and shit. I'm sorry. I only have enough money to gamble a little and then drink all weekend. I didn't plan on spending it on whores. Uh, yeah, but it was just—it was just such a weird escalation of like, like they. I mean, obviously, it wasn't like the entire strip turned against us, but it was like this weird escalation of just like, oh, you don't want to do a shot, boo! Hey, they don't want to do a boo, boo! And just like, what the fuck? <laughs> because I don't want to overpay for cheap liquor and then just like take a picture with some random lady. Get the fuck away from me! So then for the rest of for the rest of the weekend, like anytime I'd see one of those showgirls, it's just like, oh, oh, don't look at him, don't look at him. Pretend you're busy over here, don't look. Ah, ah, let's just let's just do it this way. Let's just go the other way. I, 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 I don't need to go down that way. Let's just go the other way. <laughs> totally traumatized from showgirls. Uh, yeah, but Vedas was cool. Oh, and there was a moment though that was like weirdly like all of a sudden. Felt my bones like start turning to dust and like I started like melting into a skeleton because like suddenly I felt a thousand years old. Las Vegas is probably the only place that I can like think of in recent. Well, I guess it's just like a hotel in general. A hotel is like the only place that I can ever think of where I watch like cable TV. Like it's the only place that still exists where I still like go through channels like 
everything I watch now is just like streaming network, like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, like it's all just streaming shows. So to be like in a hotel where you're actually flipping channels and having to watch commercials is like this weird nostalgia moment that only happens like in hotels and it only happens like in Vegas. That's like the only place I go to hotels. And there was this crazy moment where I felt so old because it's like uh, we're just like, you know, waking up for the day and it's like, you know, you're hungover and just put something on for a second before you start the day. And it's like a pharmacy commercial. It's like a commercial for like, hey, are you tired of paying these crazy, crazy bills? Like, why don't you use 1-800-OLD-PEOPLE-MEDICAL? And it's like... <laughs> Just this old people medicine commercial, and fucking Tony Hawk comes skateboarding into the frame, and he's just like, hey, what's up, guys? Remember when I did that 900? Well, now I'm 900 years old, and I need some help. And it's like, oh, no. What is this? Tony Hawk is doing, like, an old people pharmacy commercial? Oh, no. You're telling me that Tony Hawk is, like, getting old? Because if he's getting old, then, then, no. And like I just like, started turning all super old and just like, no, all my hair starts falling out. But yeah, it was a crazy, just like, what, huh? T -t -t Tony Hawk is doing like these old people commercials? <laughs> How long is it going to be before we see like uh, 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 Bam, no, like not Bam, uh, Steve-O or somebody like, like that weird old people hot tub where they have to like sit down and then it fills up and it's like, hey guys. Oh boy, I put my body through a lot and now I need my old person tub. I'm Steve-O and it's like, oh no, dude, all these people that like in my childhood are getting old and that means that I'm getting old. No. Time waits for no one. Uh, but yeah, it was it was wild. It was really weird to see Tony Hot do something so not youthful, dude. It was weird. It's like, oh man, I can't wait to see uh I don't know. I can't wait to see, like, who's, like, a Justin Bieber do something later. Justin Bieber does, like, a like a commercial for Dr. Scholl's or something. Oh, you know, my knees aren't what they used to be. And Dr. Scholl's really helps relieve some of my arthritic pain. <laughs> Justin Bieber, no! <laughs> Did all crusty and ah, just turned to dust. Uh, yeah, it was an interesting trip, but thank you guys so much for tuning in. You could probably call it right there. This was a pretty decent episode, I think. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have you not hit that like and subscribe button? Because it's not too late, you can still hit it. It's right there, like and subscribe. Boom, elbow that like and subscribe button uh, because you know it helps. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am your host as always. Kyle McLemore, and we'll see you next time on the pod.